0: Hello and welcome back to Walk the Cinema Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about Mandy. But first over from our sponsor.
1: So Mandy, again, another movie that we've watched recently that I feel like I have no idea what to think about sometimes.
0: You don't have to think about it. You have to feel it. I it's guess... a brute, brutal yet yeah, delightful visual experience. Above anything else, it is a revenge flick towards the bottom half.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it starts out as this psychedelic cult type film.
1: Yeah, I feel like the Wikipedia page says it's a psychedelic horror, which, yeah, I guess so. Is I guess that's what I would classify it. It's very cultish. Um, mostly because there is a cult in it. And it does kind of confuse you a little bit, or at least yeah. it confused me.
0: I think that's what we're going to have to get used to from the director, Pano's Cosmatos. I don't speak Greek, that sounds Greek to me. Um, <laughs> it's very visually striking. It attacks all of your senses at the same time. So sometimes you don't even have the time to really think about what you're looking at because it's so much. But and then sometimes it's slow enough that you just feel the atmosphere of it and don't really concern yourself with much more than that.
1: Yeah. And I mean it's we'll start off by I guess kind of explaining the plot a little bit um It takes place in the eighties, and we have Red, who is Nicolas Cage's character. Yeah,
0: but the first half really focuses on Mandy.
1: Yeah, and Mandy, our main, our titular character. Um, and they live together in like the mountains. That kind of live the Sugar
0: Mountains.
1: Shadow Mountains. I I think it's
0: sugar, but we can fight on that.
1: Yeah, but either way, it's neither here nor there. They live kind of a reclusive life it's simple they love each other
0: they yeah they're, they live a slow patient life they talk about the cosmos which give us a lot of beautiful imagery and yeah their life is pretty much not disturbed until this cult leader takes a liking to mandy
1: Yes, Jeremiah is the cult leader, and he sees her as she's walking down the road, and he's like, I need to have her, so...
0: That's his objective in life, as soon as he sees her, is, I want to have her, and I'm not going to do anything until I do, so get on to that.
1: Yeah, and so they end up kidnapping her. Yeah, it
0: feels very much like um Mason family Yeah. situation, where... Jeremiah feels like Charlie.
1: So where he, like, isn't really the one that does any of the dirty work?
0: No, but he has... Everyone's so brainwashed and so obsessed with pleasing him that he just points his finger and they do it.
1: Exactly. They don't
0: question him at all. Not at once.
1: Yeah, and we have a lot of different characters that fall underneath him. So they just kind of do whatever, even if they... I mean, no one even really questions it. There's no questioning with it. They they truly think that he's...
0: He's the second coming of Jesus, I think is what he calls himself.
1: Yeah.
0: Something similar to that. It might be that.
1: But so they, you know, kidnap her and uh, give her LSD and some type of venom.
0: Mm-hmm. From... we We see them. That scene is... In my opinion, super well done, because you do feel kind of her confusion. Yeah. Under the drugs, she, she's semi-hallucinating, but also sees what Jeremiah is trying to show her.
1: Yeah, because he... Which is
0: his little bean, which he, she finds hilarious.
1: Yeah, but she's also... Finds hilarious that he's playing his psychedelic folk music about how great he is. Uh,
0: That is hilarious, though.
1: And he's like, don't you like this girl? (laughs) And she just starts laughing and that angers him
0: and ends up costing her. He does not accept rejection whatsoever. That's obvious. And he not only wants to kill her, he wants to torture her and everyone that she loves, which is Red.
1: So he burns her alive in front of Red.
0: Yeah, which brings the rage out of him.
1: So that's like the first half of the movie, pretty much. Yeah, then
0: I think the the highlight for a lot of people might be the colors and the mood and all this. To me, it's Nicolas Cage.
1: Yeah, because then we have Nicolas Cage and it's like his, now it's his, now it's his revenge story.
0: Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of a classic revenge flick after that, but done in a very... Metal way, very colorful, very heavy at the same time, like not very pleasant to look at, but beautiful at the same time.
1: Yeah, and I feel like it's a good, it does a good job at making it feel like keeping you on your toes, I guess, because Mm -hmm. when they're going to kidnap Mandy, they enlist the help of these people and they look demonic. It looks out of this world. Yeah, we
0: don't know what they are. They just come to the sound of a flute.
1: Yeah. And to, they
0: look they look like demons. There's nothing else. To call yeah, them.
1: and it kind of, to me, I was like thinking when we were watching it, I didn't know this was a um, supernatural type film. But then after Red starts to seek his revenge, we find out that it's a group of drug couriers who mm-hmm. took a very bad batch of LSD yeah, and kind of turned them into shells of what they were.
0: But I think that that divisive in the middle where before we think they're these almighty demons and then afterwards they're just humans, they're messed up. I think that's part of Red's transition too. Because in the beginning he's overwhelmed doesn't know what's happening, he's very scared and in the second half he just wants to mess people up.
1: Yeah, so he goes and gets his crossbow called the Reaper.
0: Yeah, and, 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 sets and, he, out and he forges uh, he forges some type of axe mm-hmm. that's really rad.
1: Yeah, and Nicolas Cage does a very good performance in this, so if you're wondering, if, is Nicolas Cage good or bad in this instance, it's good.
0: I think in this instance, we gotta give everything to the writer, the rector here. Because he made this movie for Nicolas Cage to show his strong suits, where in certain scenes, like in the bathroom scene, where he, he's freaking out, he's freaking out and he's getting drunk and is dozing himself with alcohol to clean his wounds. In a in a regular film, that would be overacting. There's mm-hmm. that would be no excuse. It would be just him doing way too much. But in this movie, everything is so much. That Nicolas Cage himself feels like he's part of it.
1: Yeah, because, like, if you're taking it into context, like, he just saw his his wife, lover, girlfriend, whatever you, she is, be murdered pretty brutally in front of him. Mm-hmm. And...
0: All there's left is ashes. He sees her skull burnt. It's...
1: And it crumbles in his hands, you know? Like, it's... Yeah, it would be overacting in, in other situations, but this seems like... Less overacting and more like, yeah, I'd probably be freaking out just as much as he It feels
0: appropriate. But the film establishes such a chaotic energy, regardless, that anything Nicolas Cage could do that would be too much in another movie can never be too much here. Even the, the ridiculousness of Jeremiah never comes off as funny, really. It's more like, damn, that guy's a creep and he could do anything. that's again you sense that more in the first part than in the second in the second he seems more volatile because Nicholas Cage doesn't care anymore he's not worried about dying because he's lost what he loved yeah so to him no one seems almighty anymore I just can't say how much I think this is super well directed and super well made in every aspect
1: yeah, it's definitely very interesting and I had a hard time kind of conceptualizing what I thought about this film because it is a lot.
0: I think on a surface level you are you might think it's style over substance because it is so colorful it, a lot of fast moving parts right? There's a lot of editing choices that are jarring visually there's a lot of heavy music, there's a lot of ridiculousness really that could be constructed as style over substance and I understand that but I think if you dig any deeper than that visual aspect you do realize that it is well crafted and it was made with a very clear intention in mind of making Nicolas Cage shine and making a movie that's just really heavy metal
1: yeah I guess that's that's valid all of that's valid but he ends up you know he does kill pretty much everybody involved in the group except for i don't think he kills the chemist who is the one that supplies the lsd and
0: lucy and
1: lucy yeah
0: because lucy was the only one that showed any type of compassion throughout from beginning to end she she's the only one that doesn't Find the death of Mandy amusing at all, she seems slightly disturbed she She's not very vocal,
1: no, but it kind of seems like she's also given up on life kind of
0: no, I, I I think she kind of just... feels like red has some pity on her yeah. or sees something in her that he doesn't see in the others. Maybe he relates her to Mandy. Mm-hmm. But, but that's stipulation.
1: Yeah. But I I don't know if he if he saves the chemist because it is kind of a little bit ambiguous.
0: I don't think it matters.
1: But the chemist had like a a, a tiger that he kept. hmm And then he releases because he feels bad, I think, for keeping her.
0: I mean, there's so, definitely some meaning. I don't think anything that happens here is without meaning. So... I'm sure it has meaning that I can't deconstruct right now.
1: Yeah. there is a. De- I feel like there is something that I'm missing here, you know?
0: That particular scene. Yeah. And overall, there's a lot more than you can probably absorb in a couple of viewings.
1: Yeah. And I feel like one of your favorite um, moments is the uh, chainsaw
0: battle. Oh, that's just radical, dude. I don't know. That's just cool. It obviously doesn't need to be there. But at at that point, the revenge flick is kind of... Action scenes do happen. More so than horror.
1: Yeah.
0: And we see him do a bunch of kills. He does a fistful of cocaine off of broken glass and goes even crazier. And then the chainsaw battle is really cool.
1: Yeah, definitely was like... There's,
0: I think all the kills are cool.
1: Yeah. The chainsaw one made me particularly like anxious while watching it, you know what I mean, <laughs> yeah, just the thought of trying to battle someone with a chainsaw, you're trying to hit them. their chainsaw's way bigger than yours, you know, <laughs> and uh he finally makes it to um uh mother mother Marilyn, who's the older woman
0: ah uh, she's she's the worst
1: that she's she really loves Jeremiah. And, in a
0: spiritual sexual way.
1: Yeah, and um she's she was jealous of Mandy and told her that, you know, him choosing her was a great privilege
0: mm-hmm.
1: and things and you know, she when Red finds her eventually, she goes off on this tangent about how good of a lover she is,
0: which felt uncomfortable. Yeah. I think for Red, too. Yeah. So he chops her head off, as you would.
1: Yes, and so we see that he throws her head at Jeremiah as like a final gotcha type mm-hmm. moment. And Jeremiah freaks out and kicks her head away, which yeah, I thought was funny. so funny. Like, it's really morbid, but it's so funny. Because then you start to see Jeremiah for who who he really is. Like, he's not this... All-knowing, all-powerful. He's not
0: the son of God in the way he shows himself.
1: Yeah, or portrays himself.
0: They all believe it. That's why they follow him, but he's nothing. Yeah. He's just another lunatic.
1: And he basically pleads for his life.
0: He says, I'll blow you, dude.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, he did say that. He says that word
0: for it. Yeah. Is that what you want?
1: Yeah. But Red's just kind of taunting him at that point, and then he finally does kill him. But you know, not before he starts sprouting off all these things about damnation and and whatnot. And so, with everyone dead, Red, you know, sets out.
0: Rides right into the sunset. <laughs> pretty
1: much, because he's still kind of on.
0: High, uh-huh, yeah.
1: Yeah, the drugs, because he had taken some. At, A lot. Yeah. But then he rides off into the sunset, and he he has this kind of vision that Mandy is there in the car with him, Mm -hmm. and he has the kind of psychotic smile.
0: With his face covered in blood.
1: Completely covered in blood.
0: It's so great. (laughs) And
1: that's how it ends, you know? This
0: movie makes me happy. There's a lot of valid criticism. Again, the being style over substance I can see from a superficial level. The first half being very slow. I wouldn't classify it as slow. It is paced slower than the second half. Because it's more establishing, but that's normal for a first act.
1: Yeah, that's
0: true. I I can see the criticism, and I'm not going to tell you it's the perfect movie. But do I love it? Absolutely, every second of it. The first time I watched this when it came out, I was so mesmerized by every moment of it. All the colors the color palette is very pink, purple, red mm-hmm. I think it's mostly those three colors that pop a lot and they're pretty mesmerizing to look at because they're so bright and then the music is so effective I don't I don't have it on me who wrote the score but amazing job I think
1: it was Johan, Yo- Johansson
0: amazing job Fits every second of it. Of course it's not perfect. Yeah. The actor that plays Jeremiah. I don't think he's the best actor in the world. He, yeah. He does have some scenes where. It's not like he's a bad actor. Per se. But he's not amazing. Mm. And he might take me. Off of it slightly. But. Not to a point that bothers me at all. Yeah. I think. I accept all the mistakes that he makes and I embrace them and I love it.
1: It definitely seems like a movie you would you would enjoy to me.
0: I think that's a compliment.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you take a look at one of the more recent things like Raw, it's very um stylistically horror. You know what I mean?
0: It's it's yeah, it's high art um, it's IR genre type movie where it takes horror and then makes it something more than that
1: uh-huh. that
0: transcends horror, makes it artistic. And I do think the brutality of it and the psychedelic being so psychedelic and so visually engaging, and the music is engaging. Sure, the the screenplay doesn't match up to all the other technical aspects, but it doesn't need to because it's a revenge flick and you you want to see people get killed in cool ways at that point. And you feel satisfied because you feel bad for Mandy because she did nothing to deserve it.
1: Yeah, exactly. She really didn't do anything. She's just trying to... They both were just trying to live their lives as a happy, normal couple. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like they both they both might have had a past of of some sort, but they
0: that doesn't affect the story, no. even if they had a past. Jeremiah didn't know it before he killed her, so she didn't do anything to deserve death, especially in that way,
1: yeah, it's a tough way to go,
0: yeah, but another aspect I like that we briefly talked about is the the motorcycle gang that's i guess messed up on drugs. Yeah. They look so cool, though.
1: (laughs) They do look cool and creepy, but they definitely do make it look like they are not of this world.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's kind of the point. Yeah. That their brain is so melted on the LSD that they're, they're not even living in this world. Their head is just halfway gone. And they look really cool, and I think they fit the horror aesthetic
1: Yeah, I agree. So, what did you rate this movie?
0: A 10 out of 10. Again, it's not perfect. But I love every second of it and I wouldn't change a thing, so I couldn't give it any other rating.
1: Yeah, I felt like, for me, I had a hard time deciding on a rating because I really was caught between do i like it as a seven do i like it as a nine like i was kind of in that range so i kind of tentatively gave it an eight because that's a decent middle ground you know i suppose but it was definitely
0: it's a divisive movie
1: yeah it's it's again i've mentioned this before horror gore type stuff isn't really my thing yeah but It was definitely interesting to see, and I think this is an instance where the role fit Nicolas Cage really well. So you got to see him shine, I
0: suppose. And I'm really excited for whatever the, the director makes next. This is the second feature film. So, yeah, it's third. Very excited for that.
1: But I think that's all that we have for this episode. Don't forget to like and subscribe, um, comment if you can, and we'll see you next time.